Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Welcome to this special episode of Podcasting Smarter. This is a replay of one of our live events on podcast ideation, featuring our head of marketing, John Kiernan, and podcast specialist, Ronnie Gosh. They'll be discussing how to take your idea for a podcast all the way through launching your podcast, setting yourself up for success, avoiding burnout, and much more. Stay tuned, and here we go. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Podcasting Smarter. On this episode, we're going to be speaking about podcast ideation, the idea of launching and maintaining a great show. When we think about podcasting, we have a lot of different things that we talk about, but I think really the crux of starting a podcast is what is my podcast going to be about? What are some considerations for that? And once I've gotten this podcast going, what can I do to continue that momentum of what can I do to keep managing this podcast effectively. My name is John. I'm the head of marketing at Podbean, and I am joined by my partner in crime, Ronnie Gosh. How you doing today? Hey, doing good. Uh, you know, it's a little chilly outside, but it's to be expected uh, since it's February. How, how about you? How's everything going on your end, John? It's good. And I know that your role is podcast specialist, but I feel like we could change that for this episode at the very least to partner in crime. So that should be my official job title. That's going on my uh, business cards now. I am just the official partner in crime for podcasting. So when you see us at conferences, there will be John Kiernan, head of marketing, and Ronnie Gosh, as we just spoke about. Partner in crime. <laughs> I love it. So we're going to be talking today about podcast ideation, which is a, it's a fairly interesting topic because again, it's the first thing, it's the first seeds and the first kernels, if you will, of starting a podcast, really the idea of what does it take for you to launch a podcast, you know, and that can, we could talk about all the technical specifics, but I think the real first place to start should be, what does it take to go from an idea to launching? your podcast. And I think that because podcasting oftentimes has such a low entry point, meaning that you don't need to have thousands and thousands of dollars to pour into a studio, you can really just start up your podcast with even just the phone in your pocket. A lot of people are just like, hey, I should start a podcast. And they oftentimes have the ability to. But let's talk about that. Let's break that down a little bit. What do you think it takes, Ronnie, to go from an idea to launching your podcast? So when it comes to creating a podcast, it is absolutely a journey of a thousand steps. Uh, you know, it seems like it could be really easy just going, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. You get a microphone, you start going and, you know, Bob's your uncle. There it goes off into the, 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 the podcasting wild just to be listened to whoever stumbles upon it. But there's so many just little things that go from I want to start a podcast to actually sending your podcast out for people to listen to. And the first thing that, you know, you should always consider when you want to start a podcast is how am I executing this idea different from everybody else? Because, you know, nothing is original. We're not going to dive into that. But what makes a podcast great is how 
the podcast host is adding their own worldview or bringing their own experience to the topic that they're talking about. So when you want to start your podcast, the real question is not like, oh, what am I going to talk about? It's how am I going to talk about this that's going to make it different from other podcasts that are out there to make it enjoyable for people who want to listen to it. I love that. And it makes a lot of sense, too, because there is a lot of content out there in the market for any subdivision of whether it's entertainment, whether it's whatever, like world events, things that are going on. The fact oh, of the yeah. matter is you can break every one of these things down into super duper hyper micro niches, which technical oh, yeah. term, ladies and gentlemen, that, that's what you should use to search for it. <laughs> hyper super duper micro niches. But you that's know, the name what of my is... next podcast, by the way. <laughs> that's also going to be on your business card. But that's, <laughs> that's one of these things where how do you make your podcast stand out from others? And it could be something as simple as saying, you know what? I want to go ahead and speak about my favorite sports team, but maybe I want to bring in people to interview. Are you going to be an interview show? Are you maybe going to do little games that can be interactive with your listeners that then you can do cross promotion through social media, things like that? Um, are you going to be focusing on one team, a league? These are just different ways that you can talk about bringing your podcast to life. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of podcasts do start just from having an opinion, right? A lot of podcasts just start from saying, yeah, I talk about this with my friends or I have these ideas that I want to get out to the world. I think once you start putting the uh, nose to the grindstone, I guess as they say, that's when you start seeing, oh, yeah, there actually are a lot of people out there. So if you're really thinking about starting a podcast and you're thinking about taking that podcast uh, seriously, doing this ideation process initially is going to help you stand out from the pack. Absolutely. And always remember, there's no wrong way to start a podcast and there's no wrong reason to start a podcast. Podcasting comes from, you know, a desire to talk about something, a deep passion that you have for the topic at hand and just, you know, giving the the, the world your perspective on it. So always know that that's absolutely okay. There's no wrong way to do it. Just focus on what you're doing. And just some quick and dirty things that we would always recommend that you have and will be essential for the creation of a podcast, once you have your podcast idea, first and foremost, you're going to need a name for your podcast, and you're going to need a yes. description for what your podcast is. Uh, these two things are critical for a variety of reasons. Number one, it's going to be what people know you as. So yes, we would love to get as creative as possible, and we absolutely can, but there is an art form between being creative and being explanatory for what your podcast is going to be and what's going to be searchable in the different engines, whether that be Google, whether that be Apple Podcasts, whether that be the Podbean app. Uh, I think there's a good balancing art form between being searchable and being creative. So definitely take time to think about your podcast title and the description for your podcast. Absolutely. And one of the main things I recommend when you start coming up with ideas for your podcast title is go into Google and type the title in first off to see if anybody's using it already because you don't want to steal somebody else's podcast title. That's really messy. We don't need to get into it. Um, but second, you want to see what else is popping up when you Google your, your you know, supposed podcast title. Because uh, one of the main things that you want is that when people are looking up specific topics, 
uh, that you might be podcasting about, you want your podcast to be one of the things that pops up as a resource or, you know, as an entertainment source, as anything that anybody might be interested in if they're interested also in that particular topic. So that's uh, where it's, it's that fine line between being creative and being explanatory. You want it to be enticing, but you also want it to ping if anybody is looking for a term that, you know, you might be talking about on your podcast. Um, another thing to take into consideration when you're writing your description is that your podcast description is the number one thing that will either bring listeners in or drive listeners away. Uh, stats, I'd, I'll have to link to the stats, but there's actual statistics that prove that your podcast description is really the thing that's going to bring people in. So you want it to be enticing while also being explanatory in the same way that your title is. And lastly, you want to stay true to tone. For example, if you're going to be producing a really serious podcast, you don't want to create a podcast title that's that's going to invoke like a circus or a clown or anything like that. I mean, by all means, if it's, you know, a podcast about clown lawyers, I think that would be really funny. Feel free to, you know, launch off from that. But keep in mind that if you're trying to evoke a, a particular tone or just a feeling or a vibe for your podcast, you want your podcast name and your podcast description to kind of match that same tone. So your listeners kind of have an idea of what they're going to be jumping into when they check out your podcast. And that extends also to the artwork for your podcast, too. Oh, absolutely. Very similarly. Uh, and, and with everything we talked about, both from being creative, but also being descriptive and also setting the tone. You know, if you are a more serious podcast, then it makes sense for you to have uh, an album cover that reflects that or a podcast art, I should say. Um, you know, if you're going to be a little bit lighter and looser and a little bit more bubbly on it, then it makes sense to have the artwork reflect that too. But between your title, your artwork, and the description like you were talking about, Ronnie, all of these things are important for that initial first impression. Uh, you know, we always talk about this elevator pitch when you're networking at events and things like that. Consider that these three things are your elevator pitch to somebody that you're not talking to. Right. There's always going to be that elevator pitch for somebody that you're not standing in front of. Uh, so this is a great way to deliver to people. OK, this is what my podcast is going to be about. Here's what you can expect from it. And here are the ways that uh, it's searchable in all the different directories here. Another thing that we talk about is thinking about the medium in which you're going to be recording um, at the top of this. Uh, broadcast here, we had said, yeah, you can literally pull out your phone and record a podcast. That extends even to the bare basics of the iPhone, pulling out your voice memos and just recording your thoughts and then finding a way like Podbean uh, hosting to upload your podcast to a hosting platform, something that simple. Um, are you going to be recording on the go? Are you going to be recording at your computer in your studio? How are you going to edit the content? What software will you be using for that? Um, it sounds like a lot when you think about it, and it definitely is a decision. But again, the good news about, especially in 2022, is that a lot of what you need to start a podcast, even from a gear perspective, often lives in what you already have. A lot of podcasters even use the headphones that come with the uh, iPhone. I use iPhone because that's a predominant phone in the market. But a lot of podcasters get used to using that. They can go ahead and open up, for example, the Podbean app, and they can record right into that. They can record a voice memo right onto their phone. There's so many ways. But then if you say, you know what, I want to take my podcast production to the next level, you can get a high-quality microphone that you can use with your phone or 
you can look into something like an audio interface and get an XLR microphone that plugs directly into that interface. You can plug that into your computer and you can use any sorts of recording software or DAWs as we call them, DAWs, like GarageBand, you could use Audacity. I'm naming two that are absolutely free for you to use. So don't think that the gear has to be a barrier for you to get started with your content. And knowing what gear you're using, how you're going to be recording things, that will inform more things about your podcast. For example, if you decide that you want to do a video podcast and you know that you're going to be recording video, uh, you know, a video podcast can be anywhere from like half an hour to an hour. Knowing that, knowing how long it's going to take you to record, how long it's going to take you to edit, that'll let you know, hey, maybe I'm only going to release like one episode every two weeks or one episode every month. Uh on the other hand, if we're going to do something like an audio podcast and you want to do like shorter episodes, knowing that you can say, oh, maybe I can, you know, record one a day. I can do one uh, every week or I can do them like two or three times a week. So knowing how you're going to record and what tools you're going to be utilizing will help you figure out how often you're going to be recording and publishing your podcast. There's one thing that I want to touch on that you brought up too, which was timing also, because this is something that we don't think about often when we start podcasting. And it might be something that you have to kind of feel out and feel what you're comfortable with and see what happens over the first couple months of you podcasting. But over time, think about how long do you want each episode ideally to be? Are you somebody that wants to have a podcast that is an hour or two hours long? There's nothing wrong with that. Are you somebody that might find benefit out of releasing microcasts, uh, episodes that are maybe anywhere from five to 10 minutes long, things like that? Uh, there is an art form to each of those. There's a comfort to each of those. And there's also a concept of how much personal bandwidth do you actually have? How much time can you actually spend editing your content. And then also when you listen back to your content, how much does it feel like, let's say you're doing a long form show, how much does it feel like you're just rambling on? And maybe over time you say, hey, I don't have to go for an hour and a half. I can shrink this down maybe to 45 minutes and get it condensed. You know, there's a lot of things like that too. And that's going to be something we talk about when we talk about managing your podcast. But I think that if you can have that foresight in the beginning, it can really help you say, okay, cool. I'm going to have a podcast that's about this. It's about this. Here's what I'm using to record it. And here's how much time per week I'm going to allot to edit the podcast. And here's how much time I'm going to allot to record the podcast. Absolutely. And don't be afraid, you know, as you progress with your podcast to change things up, like John said. So for example, if you are recording hour long episodes and you get a couple months into it and you're thinking, oh man, this is a lot of content. Let's shrink it down a bit. Don't be afraid to shrink it down a bit. If you also find that you want to go longer, don't be afraid to make your episodes a little bit longer. And you're always free to, you know, say, hey guys, just so you know, my next upcoming episodes are going to be a little bit longer or shorter. Still some great content, but just something so you guys uh, just aren't, you know, surprised by extra episode or by a shorter episode or anything like that. Communication with your listeners is going to be very key in keeping that trust and building that trust that you have with them. Definitely. And the way, one of the ways that you can build that trust 
is by creating a bit of a habit, right? So if you say each of my episodes is going to be 20 minutes long, maybe there's the outlier that's shorter. Maybe there's the outlier that's longer. Maybe you bring in, in, in a guest on a show that usually doesn't have it. You know, those are kinds of things that make sense. But if all of a sudden you sit down and you go, okay, cool, I'm going to do a 20-minute episode here, a 90-minute episode here. The next one's going to be 40 minutes and we're going to have 60. It doesn't really set your podcast up for success in the way of creating a habit. Because remember, a lot of what we talk about with podcasts also is not just how can I get my podcast into more eyes and ears, but how can I retain listeners? There's something subconscious with a lot of people where they say, okay, cool, this podcast is this long. Therefore, this is when I can fit it into my schedule. Uh, I like to listen to a lot of longer form podcasts, ones that are an hour, hour and a half. I might listen to them, let's say, while I'm cooking or I'm at the gym or something like that. I know I'm going to a lot a certain amount of time per week to listen to those. Uh, I might listen to one episode over two days potentially. But let's say you're a shorter form podcast and those podcasts are usually 20 minutes and then all of a sudden it starts getting erratic. It makes it very difficult for me, even subconsciously, to set a time aside to listen to the full episode or to listen to all of that content. So the more you can say, okay, my content is going to be about this long, the more you can create this kind of listenership habit with somebody. And as you said, build that trust of, okay, I know about how long this is going to be. I know how much time per week I'm going to allot to this. And I will tell you that podcasters and listeners of podcasters absolutely listen to a lot of podcasts. But at the same time, there's probably podcasts that they go to more often than not. Uh, maybe even subconsciously or they like the content more, but there definitely are podcasts that have a little bit more of uh, that kind of stuff together that you could rally around and say, okay, cool. These are the ones that you schedule and these are the ones that probably have in your library the biggest chance of over of uh, continuous listenership. And also keep that trust in mind when it comes to not only like, uh, you know, uh, how long your episodes are going to be, but when you're publishing these episodes. So for example, if you decide I'm publishing my episode every Friday, I'm going to do it in the afternoon, continue to keep publishing it every single Friday in the afternoon. If you have to change it up, let your listeners know, because by releasing it at the same time every single week, or if you're doing it every other week, every month, anything like that, you're letting your listeners build up that habit. You're turning into something that they look forward to on that particular day at that particular time. You never know who's going to be sitting, you know, in their podcast app, like refreshing frantically because they want the next episode to come out. So by building up that habit, you are building up that trust with your listeners. Whereas if you release episodes erratically, like once uh, you do like one episode every three weeks, and then suddenly you're doing like three episodes a week, your listeners are kind of just going to be like, oh, I guess I'll, you know, get to this when I get to this. And they're not going to be forming that habit with you. You're going to be losing that trust. Right. And if you're trying to release more content per week, that's fine. Like you said, if you go ahead and you deliver that communication to your listeners, because if your listeners like what you're doing, they'll want more content. But if it comes out erratically and there's no communication, there's no set time, it makes it difficult for them, like you said, to be able to create that space for it. Um, yeah. So again, there's a lot that comes to that. And one other thing I want to talk about before we move on to managing your podcast is talking about a hosting platform. Because yeah. when you talk, well, that's kind of where we sit, right? So 
when we talk about our right when we talk about our podcast hosting it's basically where is your content going to be stored and how are you going to deliver your content to various directories and in that way what tools can that hosting platform give you for monetizing your podcast for promoting your podcast and for really professionally creating a great podcast experience for you and your listeners uh, we are podbean we host over 600 thousand podcasts as of this recording and we offer all those different kinds of services as well so i won't i won't do the marketing too much of it but those are some things at least to put over and to consider when we're thinking about a podcast host how easy is it for me to upload the content i need to upload can i get the podcast content to the directories like apple Podcasts, spotify and all those and then what other tools do i have at my disposal to help my podcast grow again monetization is a way of figuring out ways to promote your podcast, right? The more money you have coming in for your podcast, the more you could throw into advertising and different opportunities, maybe upgrading gear, things like that. Um, what opportunities are there for uh, from the podcast host to help your podcast get into more eyes and ears? These are all different considerations. But the bare basics of the hosting platform is I've got this audio recording. How can you, as the hosting platform, help me get it out to these podcasting directories. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to do your research before you find the, the podcast host that you want to stick with. Take into consideration, you know, how much you want to upload every single month. Is the host that you're picking offering unlimited uploads and downloads? Are they charging, you know, for X amount of megabytes, X amount of hours? Uh, you know, whatever works for what you are trying to produce you should pick the host that meets your needs and also meets your budget's needs because hosts do, uh, you know, cost money. So you want to find the one that fits well with your budget. Now, a good question that I think comes up with podcast ideation, it kind of comes up with a lot of things that uh, we talk about on the variety of outlets that we have is what can you do once you've launched? And we usually get this question in terms of promotion. Right. So I think we've done a lot and we'll continue to do a lot of, OK, once you've re released your podcast, here's ways that you can promote it. But I want to take a different approach to the question this time. I want us to think about what can you do once your podcast is launched from an ideation standpoint. Right. OK, you're releasing your content. Um, what other ways can you create content or what other content maybe can you create to create a different kind of experience for your podcasters? And. I think it can kind of start off of a lot of what podcasters do. Remember, podcasters are usually a one-way street. We're usually delivering information for somebody to listen to. Um, while we do definitely offer a live streaming platform, the majority of podcasters are record, deliver content to someone else's ears, right? So I think that as we think about how can I develop my podcast over time, from the seed grows the tree, right? We can go, okay, let's say we have a podcast that is just me spouting off my thoughts and opinions, things like that. Uh, maybe what you can do is you can say, oh, based on this topic, I can go ahead and have somebody come on my show. I can invite a guest to come on. Uh, maybe as you start inviting guests, you get into a lot of different other areas. And instead of just having that micro niche that you're targeting, that's when you can start expanding out. Again, using the sports team analogy. Okay, great. If you're really focused on one sports team and you have somebody come in and you're seeing interest for another sports team, nothing wrong maybe with starting to cover that or creating other content that has to do with that. 
Um, the, uh, there's another idea too, where you can create little segments within your podcast episode, right? So if you're seeing that, okay, cool, all you're doing is talking, that's fine. But maybe there's little segments that you can throw in, which are little quizzes that people who are listening can go in and interact with maybe when they're in the car. You know, there's little things that you can do there. You can read reviews on the shows. There's a lot of things I think you can do to help your podcast grow just from the initial idea that you had. Absolutely. And I want to bring it back to segments because that is one of the best ways to organize your podcast content. So you kind of standardize how your episodes are coming while still keeping people engaged. Uh, my favorite example of this in a way that people kind of understand a bit better is, uh, do you remember the old show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yep. They had the same kind of skits every single episode. I mean, sometimes they would take a skit out and they'd, you know, pop something else in. But each one was always entertaining because they always brought something different. And so in that same way, you can do the same thing with your podcast where you kind of organize things into different segments. But because you're bringing new info with each segment, it's still entertaining. So like John said, you can read reviews. You can do games. Uh, I've seen some people that do that will do like a this or that where between them and their host, they have to, you know, duke it out and fight over a specific topic where one picks one side and one picks the other. So there's quite a few different ways that you can segment out your podcast that's still entertaining and still true to your podcast's brand. And it keeps it fresh for you too. You know, over oh, yeah. the course of time, yes, you're going to be talking about the content that you love. And there's definitely some content out there that is ripe for having lots and lots and lots and lots of content to talk about. Um, anyone that's been listening and watching to, for some sort of time since I've been with Podbean probably knows that I uh, like pro wrestling and I'm involved in pro wrestling. You do? Oh my God, right? Nobody Shocker. told me. Shocker. <laughs> there's plenty <laughs> of content that comes out. There's plenty of promotions. There's plenty of uh, great talent. And there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of timely content because new content comes out um, every week and almost every hour, it seems. It's nuts. But again, there's ways that you can use that as launching pads. Okay, cool. Maybe you do one show that's all about this one promotion. Maybe you do another show that's all about another promotion. Maybe you can go ahead and invite somebody from a promotion that you've never heard of before to hype up their brand. And then it keeps it interesting for you. Because again, like there, you could talk about the thing that you're passionate about all day long, but at the same time, you still have to come across passionately and you still have to have a love for what you're doing at the end of the day. And sometimes being able to find those other ways to uh, create new content or as you're talking about create segments on the show can make it fun and engaging for you. I love the fact that, you know, there are hosts that do things like little games that they can interact with their host or interact with the listeners with. Because again, that could also be like an icebreaker before you get into the show, not just for the listener, not just for the secondary host, but for the hosts themselves, you know, there are little ways that you can open up new ways of yourself too. So it's pretty cool. Um, but segments are a super great way to break up the content. Also as a complete aside, if you are making your audio podcast a video podcast or you're uploading to social media and things like that, there's nothing wrong with taking that segment and making it content that you put elsewhere too, right? Absolutely. So let's say, you're, let's say you're doing a quiz and it's five minutes of your show and you run an hour show. What's wrong with being able to throw that up? There's nothing wrong with it. I'll tell you that. Uh, but you can take this little segment of the show and throw that on your social media. And then that'll tell people, oh, okay, cool. You can ducktail them back to your podcast. Want more of this? Come over here. 
And that's another way that like just for a, a marketing and promotion standpoint, you can re-leverage content over the course of time too. So we're not talking about promotion so much today, but there's a little promotion tip and trick that you can use to <laughs> get more eyes on your podcast and ears. Is this promotion is a very big ear? <laughs> You're in the ear. You are the ear, John. <laughs> we are all the ear in the world of podcasting. God, I feel like that should be a byline for somebody's podcast. If, if you use it, let us know. We would love to, you know, check it out. Now, one thing that you wrote a podcast blog about, or podcast blog, yes. one thing you wrote a blog about on Podbean's blog is <laughs> literally called How to Manage a Podcast. And yes. I have been a big fan of this article because I feel like when we create a podcast, it's great. We love what we do. But there is an art form and there are tips and tricks that you can use in order to micromanage your podcast and just do things that make it much easier for the podcast production process or for coming up with new, whatever the case may be. The point is, if you just go into creating your podcast, you're going to find that there's a lot of things that you got to do in order <laughs> to get the podcast out there. You can't just sit down, hit record, and then upload it. I mean, you certainly can, but there's there's a lot of things that you can do to make it a more enjoyable experience for your listeners. And there's a lot of things that you can do to make it a more enjoyable experience for yourself. Because that part is where I think a lot of podcasters after a while experience what uh, we refer to as pod fade, where they just okay. go, okay, great. Like over time, the whole allure of podcasting, either they feel like they get burned out or they stop doing it. I think if you have these management things in place, it helps you create better content and it helps you kind of get that grind into more of a uh, consistent schedule. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this to you a little bit too. We have five or so different tips here. One, two, three, three tips, but they break out. <laughs> so the first one we're going to talk about here, well, one, yeah, I see it. So the first one we're going to talk about here is organization is the key to success. And this includes everything from planning out when episodes are going to drop, scheduling in time to record and edit, everything like that. Can you expand a little bit on this? Yes. Uh, I may not look it, but staying organized is one of the things that brings me just a little bit of joy in life because it makes me feel like I'm on top of everything. But like the like like you said, organization is the key to success. The best way to maintain the momentum for your podcast and to kind of you know just rocket yourself up to producing the best podcast you possibly can is staying organized. And that goes beyond just like oh I'm gonna you know write out some notes for my episode or I'm gonna you know write the script for my intro. This is trying to figure out okay I'm going to be recording on Sunday uh, and I'm gonna try to record two episodes at a time so I can release them on Wednesday, which means I have to edit on Monday or Tuesday. It's planning everything out so you know how it works with your schedule. And so you're not floundering, you know, in the final hour, like, oh, I want to publish my episode Wednesday at 10 a.m., but I only have half of it recorded and I still have to edit everything together. And it's Tuesday and it's eight o'clock at night. And trust me, I'm speaking from experience <laughs> because I have done this before. So staying organized can sometimes feel like a chore because 
everything can sometimes feel like a chore. Even if you really love podcasting, the newness wears off at some point. So you are going to have to, you know, buckle down and say, okay, this is a job that I am doing. I'm doing this because I love this topic and for other XYZ reasons. So I have to dedicate specific amounts of time for each particular step, whether I'm recording, whether I'm editing, whether I'm putting together other promotional material like audiograms or graphics to post on social media. And so one of my uh, favorite tools is actually a planner. I actually have a digital planner for my iPad, but for the longest time I would just use a, a bullet journal, you know, the ones with the dots and I'd write out all my dates and I'd graph everything out because I thought I was so cool. <laughs> But I would figure out, okay, I want to publish everything on Tuesdays, which means I have to record at the latest by Sundays. And I'd plan out exactly what time I'd be recording. I'd know what I was recording about. I'd have all my notes together. I'd have my books on standby in case I need to make, make a reference to something. So having the tools to stay organized is so important. And whether you want to just dive in and start using a planner, you know, a digital planner or a, you know, in hand planner that you can scribble in with a pen, or if you want to use something like a giant whiteboard so you can kind of parcel out your week and say, okay, I'm recording this day, I'm editing this day, I'm publishing this day, I have this interview coming up, and I have this other thing coming up as well. Something like that to kind of just visually put in front of you what you have going on will definitely help you as you're trying to stay organized and stay on top of your podcast. I agree. And then the other thing I want to throw in there too is to the best of your ability, whether it's audio, whether it's content for promotional purposes, Always try to be detailed with folders. Always try to be detailed with labeling things. Always try to be detailed in having places that you know your podcast content is. Even having an external hard drive if you know that you're doing this for the long run and you're doing raw files, things like that. Always just make sure that you try to name even the basic thing, podcast intro as the name of the MP3 that you use at the beginning of your intro. It's going yeah. to help you loads. You can search it in any of the computers that you use. You can easily find it, but always try to be as categorized in that way as possible because it becomes way easier to label things. And it, sorry, labeling it makes it easier for you to find things. And at that point too, everything could just be a little stress, right? If you go ahead and you have difficulty finding your podcast intro and then finding this, it's just little extra stresses that could weigh down the whole podcast experience. So podcast intro, podcast outro, go in this folder. All the promotional uh, things go in this folder. It's small things like that that can really alleviate a lot of stress for you when it comes to developing that content. And one thing I always talk about is a DAW template, which oh, is... Oh, yeah, this is all you. <laughs> yeah, this is something that whether you're doing music or whether you're doing a podcast, you can create a DAW template, which is basically just a project that has all of your settings set up in it, right? So let's say you're just recording a podcast that's you and that's it right? Because it's just like the simplest one to envision. And depending when this drops, we might actually have a video on this too, uh, but over on our YouTube. But with the, with the DAW template, it gives you the ability to have your podcast intro, your podcast outro at the levels that you want them to uh, be at. You could set different plugins for how you want your voice to sound. You could set up the transitions, the little audio transitions that you have. Basically, it's just a project that you can save that every time you go to record and edit your podcast, you keep opening up this project within your DAW. 
and it makes it so much quicker for you to edit instead of having to create a brand new project for every episode and have to put the intro and the outro and do all that. Yes, you still want to listen back to your content and make sure it sounds professional before it goes out. Uh, But the point is, this is going to be one of the ways that you can alleviate so much time from that and standardize the listening experience for your listeners. Just create a DAW template. It's another way that you can keep organized with all of your podcast content. So I cannot say, and that, that could even be for any of the images that you're creating, right? Create templates for things that you do. It's okay. And it's something that will help you in the long run. I will also add uh, when you're creating images, when you're creating anything that you need to utilize, uh, you may be tempted just to name it a key smash because you're like, I'll come back to it later. Don't do that to yourself. Because I've also done that and I've lost like three different files doing that, uh, which was heartbreaking at the time because I had like five whole files and I lost three of them. Absolutely. So no key smashes. Put in the effort, name it the thing, name it, you know, the date you want to publish it or the date you want to use it. Just it's okay. And if we want to hit a real talk for a second, consider the fact that there's a lot of different things that all podcasters do. We're probably not just doing our podcast. There may be some gear that we use for different jobs that we have that we also use for the podcast, including our yeah. computers. So if all of a sudden you have your work files, your personal files of you and your kids and your podcast yeah. stuff all just sitting on your desktop, going to slow down your desktop and it's going to make it impossible to find. So it's going to add a lot of stress to your podcasting experience. The second thing that you talk about here is delegation is your friend. More and more podcasters are working in teams, which is great. So let's expand on that a little bit in terms of delegation. Absolutely. I know uh, the everybody's kind of like platonic idea of a podcaster is just like one dude in his room doing everything from recording to editing to promotion. It's just a one man band. And if that's how you're doing it, by all means, you are the strongest person alive. Congratulations. But more and more podcasts are doing things where they have, you know, one host or they have two hosts and they split up, uh, they split up things between like oh this person's going to be uh handling like the the actual like hardware of recording so the other person doesn't have to worry about it the other person's going to be handling editing they split uh they they split responsibilities that's the word i was looking for they split responsibilities between social media somebody handles graphics somebody handles uh you know making joke posts on twitter so uh the thing to keep in mind is that when you are creating your podcast when you're coming up with the idea for your podcast when you're moving out into the world with your podcast no matter where you are within your podcasting journey uh find some people to help you (laughs) like bring on somebody to act as your host bring on somebody to act as your producer or reach out to a friend who's you know fiddling around on social media a lot to help run your social media because the less stuff that you have to worry about the less stuff you have to like have your hands in personally the more you can focus on creating the best content you can possibly create yeah absolutely and i know that you could have gone on with that forever because delegation (laughs) is huge and think about it too even if we all have different jobs we do outside of podcasting you probably have different teams that you work with. You probably have different people in your workplace that are responsible for different duties. And you can do that same thing for podcasting. Even if you're somebody that, let's say, is only a solo podcaster, maybe you're not someone who has a skill set for graphic design. 
maybe you have a friend that you could say, hey, would you mind making some graphics for me and figure out uh, what you could do for that? You know, there may be a listener in your audience that can really that can help out with that. Also, they like your content, and they could be the person that you go to for that. For live streams, maybe you can have that be uh, one of those people be an admin that helps you with filtering questions and comments and things like that. Uh, but the point is, when you start to be the jack of all trades, absolutely. A lot of things you're going to have to do on your own, whether you own your own business or whether you're running your own podcast. But the more you can help separate those responsibilities and delegate those to different people, the more you're going to be able to focus on the main point, which is creating the content. And if you think about it, yeah, the content creator is a role. Absolutely. The content creator is somebody who's doing a specific task for the podcast. So it's not like you're just slagging off and giving this other responsibility to somebody else there actually is a concrete role that you have so if you do have the capability to offshoot this content to somebody else and say hey could you maybe handle the editing of it could you create little transitions for me um can you even there are even people who have people upload the content to their hosting platform for them Um, there's no right or wrong way to do it if you want to do it all then by all means, you can do that. And a lot of people do. But if you can leverage help in one way or another, you're going to see your enjoyment for the content go up. You're also more than likely going to see the quality of your content go up too, because your focus is now on the content and you're delegating the content, the other pieces to people that might have strength in these other areas. So delegation is a huge point for helping streamline a lot of what goes on with your podcast. And then the third thing that we have here is investing in the proper tools and software. So when it, so what you wrote here is when it comes to starting your podcast, you don't need the fanciest and most expensive gear right out of the gate. You can start a podcast quite easily right from your phone. That's kind of what we talked about earlier. There are things that you can invest in to keep things running smoothly and painlessly as your podcast grows. So let's open that up a little bit too. Absolutely. And then the the first thing that I recommend anybody invest in when it comes to their podcast is your podcast host. And we did talk about this earlier. You want to find a podcast host that meets the needs that you and your podcast have in terms of storage space, in terms of downloads, uh, like how many downloads you're allowed to have before you have to go up to the next tier or anything like that. And in terms of monetization and promotion, a good podcast host will have a lot of different tools for you for you to utilize in terms of monetizing your podcast and promoting your podcast. So you wanna make sure that you find the right fit for your podcast and absolutely invest in that first because everything else, you know, you can, you know, start off with just recording from your phone or recording from your laptop. You can edit with something free like Audacity or GarageBand, but you definitely want to invest in your host in first because that's where your content is going to be living. And switching hosts can also be a bit of a hassle and you might lose something like your stats if you decide to switch hosts. So you want to find one that you definitely want to stick with. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, if you find a host that you're Uh, If you find, for example, that the hosting platform that you have is great, no reason to really change it, right? Uh, But if you are deciding to make that move, then you might run into, number one, you're going to run into just an allotment of time, right? You're going to have to invest time into making the move. So always take care of that right away. And again, the biggest thing that we want to talk about when it comes to investing in the tools also It's really about you at the end of the day. Absolutely. You are are the content. 
So even if you're coming through, uh, like we said, if you're going through your phone and through your ear pods, for example, there's nothing wrong with that. If what you're delivering and the content is good, sorry, if what you're delivering is good content, then the gear is almost secondary to that. You know, the good gear, the good gear can make an okay podcaster sound good quality okay, but it can't improve what you're talking about and what you're delivering. But if you go ahead and you have a great podcast up front and you're engaging and you're communicative and you're friendly and people want to come back and listen to you, then the gear is going to just really amplify that even more. So I think that's really important too. And, you know, when we think about managing your podcast, that's also a matter of finances, right? So it's like we think as podcasters, okay, we have to break the bank on all of this gear because otherwise it's not going to sound good. Or even some people have said, if I don't have this headphone or I don't, or these pair of headphones, or I don't have this microphone, am I really a podcaster? It's not really that spiritual of a question. Yes. You're still a podcaster at the end of the day. It's one of these things that you being able to deliver your message is what makes you the podcaster. But then if you're not spending all of this money on gear that you might not need up front, this is where you can maybe delegate and bring somebody in from a professional standpoint to edit the podcast, to create marketing content for the podcast. You know, if you're not spending that $600 on one microphone, maybe that could be something that you do to purchase a piece of uh, like a Photoshop or like a Pixelmator or some sort of graphic software to make more graphics for your podcast. Or maybe that could go towards somebody creating artwork for you. Um, So it's not just a management side of, okay, you could just record doing anything. It is also a fiscal thing that you can then take your money and go, where else could I better spend it? You could also spend that on Facebook ads. You could also spend that on, you know, maybe buying up a spot for a convention to go to, buying an airfare to go to a conference. I was going to say buying airfare for a local conference, but if you have to use airfare for a local conference, it's not local, is it? But you get what I'm saying. The point is you can take that money that you would spend on the gear and use it in other places that can help you grow your podcast. Now, again, you also need to know over time, hey, if I'm getting serious about podcasting, maybe I do want to invest in better gear. And that's totally fine. But up front, don't think that you have to break the bank for it. Because also, if you're breaking the bank on all this gear and you find out, hey, you know, I still need to get a handle on my content, then you all of a sudden are worried about this $800 to $1,000 worth of gear that you spent. And you're just like, man, is it worth it? And that can start kind of bogging you down too. When in reality, if you're just enjoying what you're doing, then every little piece of gear that you get, you're going to appreciate more and it's going to make your podcast stand out that much more. Absolutely. And uh, I believe you touched on this earlier, but investment doesn't always mean money. It can also mean time, investing more time or more energy in your podcast. And that has, you know, a wide variety of different looks as well, such as, you know, making sure that you're setting that strict boundary with whoever you're living with, like, oh, hey, I'm recording and editing at this time or setting that boundary with yourself where it's like, okay, I know at five o'clock, I'm going to go sit down and I'm going to record. Um, It's, finding the best place in where, you know, you're living to record your content that doesn't have a lot of background noise or a lot of, uh, you know, foot traffic outside your door or outside your window. Uh, It's making sure that if you're going to record next to your air conditioner, you turn the air conditioner off for a little bit. 
It's doing more research on the topics that you want to cover because you want to act more as a resource for your listeners. It's taking notes so you're, you know, spending more time actually going over the things that you want to go over instead of spending half the time going, oh, man, I had this really great thought earlier. I wish I could remember. And then five minutes later going, oh, hey, I remember now, guys. Let's double back. So it, which will, you know, increase your editing time. Unfortunately, I say having done this several times myself. (laughs) This entire thing on how to manage your podcast is basically me telling you every mistake I made so you don't have to repeat it. (laughs) I feel like any resource you find on managing a podcast or starting a podcast is podcaster. It's basically podcaster therapy. It's podcaster (laughs) saying, here's what I've done. Don't do what I've done. So here's how it haunts me at night. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to talk about the notes thing for a second, because before we close this up, one thing that I love to do is I love to use voice memos or I like to use the notes app on my phone. Or, you know, if you have pen and paper, fine, then you could also use a notebook too. But if let's say you're just going about your day and you think, oh, this would be cool for the podcast, just write it down. Whether it's a topic that you want to talk about or a small idea, whatever the case may be, it might be something that you never use, but it might be something that you do use. Um, This is how a lot of podcasters operate. A lot of podcasters will say, oh, what if maybe we talked about this? Or maybe you're just chatting with a friend and they just say something about your podcast. Like, oh, what if you do this? You know, you could just write that down. Be like, oh, that might be a cool idea. And maybe you never go back to it. Or maybe it becomes the crux of your show eventually. But part of the management too, I think, is also for the new ideas that you might have. Do you have a place that you can kind of look back on? Because if you ever get to a point where you go, okay, I'm kind of shot for ideas for what's next or what's to come. You can look back at that sheet and go, oh, or that notebook or whatever the case may be and go, oh, okay, here are some different ideas that I've thought of over time. Do any of them make sense to implement now? Is there something cool that we could do in the future? Uh, But again, as podcasters and as you create, creativity is a muscle. The more that you are creative and the more you're putting stuff out there and the more content you're creating, the more, again, that seed is going to grow into a multi-branched tree. And there's nothing wrong with having a notebook or having a note app in your phone or whatever to jot those ideas down that you can come back to later because again it might not be that specific idea that you use but it might be 14 lines down that one idea that you were talking to your friend about over starbucks at coffee that becomes the crux of the next year of your show or it could be the thing that somebody listens to and invites you to a conference as a speaker for so you never know where what's going to happen Absolutely. I highly recommend to any creative person, whether you're a podcaster who's branching out into things or some kind of artist that's branching out into podcasting, I always have a notebook and a pen on me. And if you ever find me at a conference, you can be like, hey, Ronnie, where's the notebook? And I'll be like, okay, I'll show you the notebook, but don't go leaping through it because there's stuff in there. But it's just there. So if I ever think of a random line that I want to remember because it's really good or something that I want to explore later and I can't do it because I can't be on my phone while I'm at a booth or because, you know, the Wi-Fi is really terrible at the convention center, I write it down. And I also really advocate for writing things down manually because when you're writing things down, you tend to want to condense things down to their most purified form. And by doing that, 
you are really getting to the heart of the idea that you're having. So then once you have that heart, you kind of have an idea of like, okay, I want to explore it in this way. I want to explore it in this other way. It gives you a really great place to start as opposed to, you know, I, nothing against you, John, with your voice memo and your typing. I have also <laughs> dabbled in typing things on my phone too, but they always end up I do. I'm a connoisseur of typing. <laughs> I just type so much and my thumbs get tired. What can I say? But I tend to ramble a bit because that's just naturally how I talk as opposed to writing. My hands cramp up really easily. So if I'm writing, it's like, I got to write this really quick, really just condense it down to what I want it to be. And so I highly advocate for that. So any creative carry a notebook and a pencil or just a pad of paper and a pen. So you can always jot something down when you don't want to bring out your phone or so you can absolutely remember of what you're, uh, what you're writing down and what the heart of it is. I'm going to put over my dad here for a second because my dad <laughs> is somebody who over time has started to get more into technology, but he is a very pen to paper kind of person and he keeps in his wallet all the time. This just like small sheet of paper that has all the tasks that he's going to do for the day. And he keeps a pen in his pocket and it's exactly what you're talking about. And I've always told him, modernize use the notes app you have the phone and he's like yeah but i have my list and <laughs> it's one of these things where in my head i'm just like oh, okay cool we're in the age of technology uh save the trees you know but at the same time it's what works for him and probably too i'm uh, you know as technical as i tend to be and as podcasters will tend to be i'm also very much of the same way as you that writing down something with like your hand and a pen on a piece of paper actually helps you remember it and recall it a little bit more than typing it. Because again, if you're typing on a screen, it's now even less tactile than just using a keyboard, right? It's just yeah. the, the kind of representation of where the keyboard is. So if you're writing things down, it kind of commits it to memory even more, which then, you know what, maybe you're going to go back to that list more and more. Maybe you're going to see written down, okay, cool. Or maybe if you don't have ideas, instead of stressing out about it, that's going to be the first place you go. Maybe line 14 is something that your mind goes to already, but it helps cement these things in your head. So yeah, I've got nothing wrong with <laughs> taking the technology out of it and using the notes. And shout out to my father who taught me that when I was younger and still does that <laughs> to this day. I will say too that um, I... Am, I don't want to say I'm a writer by trade because it makes me sound more important than I am, but I do have a master's in English. And so I have some of that weird like literary nerd thing going on where I absolutely love really pretty notebooks to the point where I have fallen into that meme trap of having a whole stack of notebooks that I've yet to write in because I don't want to ruin them. So I am a little, a little bit biased towards notebooks. Especially because the notebook I usually use is like this little pocket composition notebook that I bought for 99 cents when I was in like high school. So, but think about it 99 cents that's all it costs sometimes to be that's able to all have it. Costs. Yeah, oh yeah, and I cool. stole the pen too, so it really is just a flat even 99 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You're like, just it's a flat 99 cents, nothing more, nothing less. But that's I think all you need to organize your podcast, guys. Just well, it's probably not 99 cents anymore because this was back in, I want to say, like 2010. So it's been several years. Bet that notebook's like buck fifty now. But, you know, less than $2, guys. Stay organized with your podcast. And then as time goes on, we'll come back. We'll keep editing this episode and just for taxes and inflation and things like that. So we just got to add a timestamp yeah. on that. But the I think that of our time. I, 
I think that brings us to the close of the podcast ideation episode here. And I really liked a lot of what we talked about on this episode because we talk about a lot of promotion, starting a podcast. And I think those all tie in around here too. But I think we had the ability in this episode to really dive deep into getting creative in a different way. How do you keep that spark going? How do you spark more ideas? And even just the bare basic, I have a podcast. What do I do? How do I get there? Like there's so much that goes just into that. And we could say till we're blue in the face, you know, starting a podcast has never been easier because it really is. But the thing is for you, before you hit that record button, there's a few things that you need to have under your belt before you do it. And then also to be consistent and keep growing, there are a few things that you can do that we talked about to keep that growth effective. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Podcasting Smarter. And I hope that you guys and girls were able to get something really clear out of this too. I think that there's a lot of great content uh, that you can pull from this. And you can check us out on all of the podcasting apps. You can check us out over on the Podbean app. If you're listening to this on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, uh, if you're checking us out on Instagram and our YouTube channel, definitely follow us and subscribe there for more great content. Uh, we have a lot of great content coming out through the next couple of weeks and the next couple of months. You'll see us at some upcoming podcasting conventions. And we look forward oh, yeah. to seeing, <laughs> meeting, and hearing from you at all of those. Absolutely. So thanks again, everybody. <laughs> and thank you, everybody. Yeah.